It's time for my favorite weekend of the year. It's the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and we've got four amazing games, and we are breaking all of them down, giving you our analysis, and obviously telling you who's going to win. And all of this is coming up next on The House Call. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Lawrence, Gage, and Joe. My name is Matt. And before we break down everything about the divisional weekend in the NFL playoffs, I want to give you a shout out to the sponsor of this video, and that is Lids. Lids.com is the number one place for all teams, all styles, all brands. You obviously have hats, but there's shirts, there's jerseys, and there's much more from official leagues and brands. They ship free to any store or on $50 orders online, and they've got new codes up every day because they trying to save you some money people i can't even tell you how many hats i've got from lids in my life their brick and mortar store in the fifth avenue mall in anchorage alaska was a staple of my childhood and now their website is a staple of my adulthood so hit the link in the description to get your favorite team's favorite gear at lids lids any team anytime anywhere now let's get into divisional weekend we're starting in the afc and we've got some amazing quarterback matchups in the AFC. We've got the four-seeded AFC South winning Houston Texans led by rookie phenom CJ Stroud who just absolutely dominated the Browns at home and they'll be going up on the road to face another AFC North opponent but this time it's the AFC's number one seed and the NFL's best team record-wise the Baltimore Ravens led by soon to be two-time MVP Lamar Jackson so Joe I'm kicking it to you first on this one man give me your thoughts on this game and obviously tell me who's gonna win Texans or Ravens hey man it's gonna be a great game I'm really this is one of the games I'm looking forward to this weekend I think it's gonna be an absolute just must watch must see game CJ Stroud is on a heater he tore up a top 10 defense last week and just absolutely decimated and that Texans defense is not playing bad they're really really up there on a lot of the statistical categories right now in the playoffs some of the best defensive you know we've seen you know, DeMarc, uh, D'Amico Ryans has that place absolutely bumping right now. The defense is off the hook. I mean, there's a there's a clip out there right now where he told the corner, hey, jump the route, pick that ball. And the guy did it and took it to the house. So D'Amico Ryans is plugged in on the defensive side of the ball. And why wouldn't he be? You know, that's, that's where he played, right? So that was C.J. Stroud, that awesome wide receiver core they got. The offensive line's good. You got, and then you go to the other side. You already said it. Lamar Jackson, MVP candidate, pro, definitely probably, you know, running away with it right now. And that's going to be his by, you know, when that award gets released, it's going to be Lamar Jackson's. So he's going to be a two-time MVP. But here is the problem, people. And let me make it clear to you. Lamar Jackson is a different man in the playoffs. And that's not a good thing, guys. He has not once, all right, take that. He has one time posted a, a completion percentage above 60. And that was against the Tennessee Titans in 2020. Since every other game, 60 below 60%. He hit 58 against the uh, Buffalo Bills, and they only scored three points. He had a 52 completion percentage against Tennessee in his MVP year. Put up 500 yards in that game and lost. They only put up 12 points. How do you have 500 yards and you put up 12 points of an offense? All right. The year before that, he went up against the LA Chargers. 48.28 completion percentage. The guy is not good in the playoffs, and I don't know why. He's put up the numbers. They look good, but here's the problem. He is a turnover machine, okay? He has got more turnovers than he does touchdowns in the playoffs. He puts the ball on the ground six times in four games, lost two of those, okay? he throw, He's thrown five picks. You know he's only thrown three touchdowns in four playoff games and ran for one other one? That tells you everything you need to know about what Lamar Jackson is in the playoffs, which is why they have been saying you can't win a playoff game with this guy. You can't win a Super Bowl with this guy. He's a regular season quarterback. And honestly, outside of the fact that I don't think Kirk Cousins has ever won an MVP, Lamar Jackson's a mobile Kirk Cousins. That's what he is. Really good number statter pattern, but that doesn't matter. All right. And that is why CJ Stroud is going to the AFC Championship game. Oh baby. my goodness. The fucking Texans are going to go with a rookie quarterback and rookie head coach to the AFC Championship game. Penciling it now, people. I'm going to go back to my run your pool because you know what? I was like, ah, oh, the Ravens, you know, they might get it. No, Texans all the way, baby. That's what's happening. CJ Stroud carrying them to the promised land. They're going to the AFC Championship game. 
Wow, that's crazy. I mean, you weren't wrong with anything you said about Lamar. I mean, Lamar certainly hasn't been good in the playoffs, his first four starts, you know. But, I mean, as the person who's currently on top of the uh, the run your pool standings, uh, I'm kind of happy that you're picking the Texans here because I personally am not going to pick the Texans. Uh, Gage, I'm going to you, my friend. What do you think? Give me your takeaways from this game. Give me your breakdown. Give me your analysis, and then tell me who wins. What do you think, Texans uh, or Ravens? I mean, it's – I think it's you're pushing a timetable a little ahead for CJ Stroud and Mika Ryan a little bit. Uh, you have to realize, yes, Lamar has a terrible, terrible track record in the playoffs, as you pointed out, which is true. It's something you got to look at. Uh, but you have to look at the body of work that the team has done this year, especially that 49ers game, regular season or not. Like, Everyone thought like two points this season that like okay the 49ers are like the team, and then they go to Baltimore get the doors blown off. Brock Purdy has his worst game of his career. Uh, that Ravens defense is very very good, and yes the Browns defense is good, but they're on the field too much. They were tired. They didn't look the same the last six weeks, and the defense was playing the corpse of Joe Flacco. They rolled out there who finally realized he's 39 years old and took a year off football. <clears throat> so he came back down to earth, which we all saw coming, especially Matt. Matt said it the week prior. Um, so you, I don't think it's the same level of competition. Emma, do I like to see the Texans ex- excel and succeed? Yes, 100%. But this is the Lars Bruber game, that he's not a Tua, that he's not a Dak Prescott, that can't do anything in the playoffs. And I think, especially in another MVP year with the best supporting cast he's ever had, I think is a difference maker for Lamar. I'm going to go Lamar all the way here. And their running game is very solid with the Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, even without JK. They didn't need it. They're very solid. Isaiah likely filling in for Mark Andrews phenomenally, too. Yeah, he's been great. I'm going to go Ravens 28, Texans 24. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good competitive game as well. I think, I I mean, you, you said, you know, pushing the timeline ahead for C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans. I mean, I think they've done that on their own. I think they've pushed their own timeline ahead just because how great they've been. But, yeah, I mean, it would be remarkable for a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach to be in the AFC Championship, you know, year one. That would be uh, one of the greatest achievements in NFL history, maybe like that. That's so far ahead of schedule for for a team like that, especially in Houston, where you know their ownership isn't the best. So yeah, they both completely turned around that franchise, no I mean, doubt about it. Let's be fair here, okay? I, have, have you guys seen the spread for this game? Anybody? Nine and a half points. Yeah. Their favorite that's the Ravens for nine and a half. Are you out of your mind? That's Marlon a lot Humphrey, of points. Out. Mark Andrews out. Like. It just doesn't feel like they're even giving the Texans. Like, the Texans have a 16.5% chance to win, according to ESPN. In their matchup oh, the Texans were the underdogs last week, too. Yeah, so. I'm telling you. Yeah. And you heard that interview, right? Where they were like, CJ said, you know, no one's giving you a chance to win. He's like, oh, nobody, huh? All right. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, trust me. I, I'm following the hype. I'm on the train, man. Well, that's a that's a easy that's an easy train to to get on. I mean, they've been incredible, and I mean, we saw last week the 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 Packers were I think they were same like I think it was a similar spread to the Cowboys, and the Packers blew the doors off them. So we've we've seen already in the playoffs, spread don't matter. If the if the other team plays better, they're gonna win. You know, so yeah, it's gonna be an interesting football game, no doubt about it. Lawrence, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? Give me your breakdown of this game, Houston versus Baltimore, and who wins? I think for me, this is uh, my favorite matchup of the four games. I mm. think this is going to be the best out of the four games. Um, not just because I get to see CJ Stroud play once more. And the, the longer the season's gone on, the more and more impressed I've been by this young man and how his stats and everything he's done on the field has been exceptional to watch. Um, but the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. They had the one seed for a reason, and that is because across the board, they are good, if not great. Okay. You have Lamar Jackson, who is once again in that MVP conversation. He has a, which we haven't really talked about yet, but that does have a massive impact, more so, I would argue, than the home game. They're going to be rested. They're going to be ready. And quite frankly, yes, Lamar has not played well in the playoffs in his career. But at the same time, he's never had the one seed in his career, I don't think. You know, he's never had like a home playoff game at this stage of the season, has he? 
I think in 2019 when he won the MVP, they were the one seed. Yep. Okay, but regardless, right? This team, this team feels <laughs> different. Yeah, this team feels different. This this team took down the 49ers when they were the best team in the league, and they did it in such a fashion which had people thinking, okay, maybe the 49ers aren't as good as we thought they were, or maybe we just weren't, you know, respecting the Ravens enough. And I think you've got to be, you're going to be a little bit silly to think right now that this Texans team is going to walk into Baltimore and and blow them out. Uh, or or beat them, quite frankly. I, I think the Ravens are the favourites for a reason. They are the better football team all around. Yes, okay, it's easy to look at the Texans and CJ Stroud and the Miko Ryans and the storyline and think they are a great team to root for and that momentum is going to carry them into the AFC Championship game. But that isn't what wins you football games. Performance on the field does. And Lamar has done that this season, which is why he's in the MVP conversation again. This Baltimore Ravens defense has been historic, which is why they're in the AFC Championship game. And yeah, you know, as we said earlier, yes, the Texans beat Cleveland in that elite defense, but they weren't the same down the stretch as they were to start the season. Quite frankly, the map, the, Q, the QB matchup wasn't particularly fair. It went in favor of the Texans. The Texans won that game, deservedly so. This week is going to be different. They're going to face a real contender. And I say real not to disrespect the Browns. I, I like the Browns. But let's not, let's not put Baltimore and, and Cleveland in the same conversation here, okay? They're different teams. Cleveland were, as Gage said, um, running the corpse of Joe Flacco at QB. Um, and, and and right now you've got the exact opposite in a dynamic, explosive playmaker that when he gets it right, is borderline impossible to stop. You know, I think this Texans defense, if they have any chance to win, it's going to be the Texans defense that steps up for me. You know, if, if Lamar can't capture that regular season greatness that has put him in the conversation for MVP and he reverts back to that playoff Lamar um, that isn't productive, that is more of a liability than an... Um, than a weapon, this Texans defense has all the pieces to take advantage of that. Um, looking at the secondary, which has been criminally underrated this season, they've got a lot of playmakers on that side of the ball. And if they're going to win, they need to step up. I just don't think the Texans have enough. They need a lot of things to go their way to come away with, to come away with a win here. I don't think that happens. I think this Baltimore team is 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 too well-rounded and I'm not looking at them saying Lamar's going to be the reason they win this game because as we've we've established Lamar in the postseason is not the same I just think the team is better than the Texans that's why I'm picking the Ravens I'm picking them to win a, to win a high scoring game albeit close I have them winning 33-23 um, but it's going to be fireworks it's going to be explosions it's going to be really fun for people to watch and quite frankly if you're a Texans fan even if you lose this game you don't necessarily need to feel upset about it because, quite frankly, no one had you here. No one had no. CJ Stroud having this kind of season. I quite frankly thought you were going to lose the AFC South. I know no one had a clue that this new head coach and this new QB was going to be anywhere within you know smelling distance of the AFC um, championship game. So this season's been a success for them, but I think ultimately it ends now. It ends in you know exhilarating fashion, but I just think this Baltimore team is too strong. Yeah, to your point, uh, to your point, Lawrence. I mean, there's you like even if the Texans lose this game, like there's no losing. Like there, like you said, there was no point. Like no one saw them getting this far. Like no one had them doing what they did this year. So they're gonna they're gonna be you know whatever the case may be in this game, they're gonna be fully bought in. You know, going into next year, and it's because of that coach and it's because of that quarterback. But I wanted to ask you guys a question about this uh, about these two quarterbacks because. I saw Gage, you guys on Tuesday talked about this and I thought it was interesting, but I wanted I wanted to put it to these two quarterbacks. So for, this is a question for all you guys. So you're starting your franchise tomorrow. Who would you rather have, Stroud or Lamar? Stroud, CJ Stroud. Lawrence? Oh, that's that's put me in a really difficult situation. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna pick Lamar purely because it's been one season and we've yeah. seen one season wonders before. Yeah. Quite frankly, from a safety perspective, I've seen an, enough of Lamar's body of work. Um, he's in the MVP conversation with his terrible receiving core. Um, they rank 20 points, but he's still there. He's he's a difference maker. CJ Stroud had a wonderful year. If he has the same same season next year, I'm picking Stroud, but I just haven't seen enough. CJ Stroud has more playoff wins than Lamar Jackson. Well, they got the oh, yeah. same. They got same. the same now. One and one. Potentially. Whoever, whoever wins no, this no, game. Lamar, Lamar yeah. did win a game in 2020. 
Yeah. He got his revenge on the Titans and then immediately lost to the Bills. <laughs> let's let's not forget that if CJ Stroud doesn't get an injury, he is maybe the MVP of the league. Mm. Yeah, All right, that. like like yeah. you can argue that CJ Stroud, outside of maybe missing three games, I think it was, was Thank the you. favorite yeah. to win MVP. And mm-hmm. honestly, those three games may be the only reason that Puka Nakua doesn't win offensive rookie or wins offensive rookie of the year, I should say. So yeah, I mean, I I think that we have seen one year wonders, but we have never seen one year like CJ Stroud's one year. He doesn't feel like that. He doesn't feel no. like that. I, I yeah. think even after a year of tape, they're going to go. Mean, I'm not picking a bum. I'm I'm picking yeah. Lamar. Like I'm not picking well, a bad I... two options. Like I, I just I just think Lamar is. He's and my a thing is quarterback. There's no one else like him. And no doubt. Be and one my... out like him in the in the draft any anytime soon. No doubt, 100. percent And my thing is like it's like at the very least it's a debate. You know, like it's a yeah. it's a serious yeah. debate. Like I mean, Stroud's 22, Lamar's 27, so there's an edge right there for CJ Stroud. Like he's five years younger. We've already seen Stroud's played one playoff game. We've already seen him play better in the postseason than Lamar has ever played. That could obviously change this week, but I mean, so far that's the case. Stroud also is a more traditional pocket passer whose career numbers are you know whose like career will normally last longer. Where Lamar has shown this year he can obviously do that at a higher level than we thought but i mean he's already put a lot of wear and tear on his body running the ball and we've seen him get hurt down the stretch a few years and i think i would still lean lamar because like lawrence said we've only seen cj stroud do it one season but i mean stroud has a great argument there for sure i mean you could certainly argue cj stroud for if you're going to start your franchise a 22 year old like who's a yeah. pocket passer doesn't have the wear and tear on his body like you could certainly argue like he's gonna he's he's a better you know start to your franchise for Lamar Jackson, which is crazy because Lamar's about to win his second MVP. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, but you're I arguing mean, between two top five quarterbacks, MVP contenders. Like there is no lose the conversation up there with like Mahomes and Burrow in the season he's having for next season. You know, guys, you should keep an eye on. No doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt. You're you're any of those guys. You're not gonna be mad starting your franchise with them. It's you're gonna you're gonna win a lot of games starting your franchise with all those guys. So yeah, I just thought it was an interesting question considering these two are are playing in this game. But for me, for the game, listen, okay. I mean, the NFL got their wish for AFC quarterbacks. I mean, arguably, arguably the best four quarterbacks in the AFC outside of, you know, obviously throw Joe Burrow in there as well. But the script writers were cooking with this one. Uh, but like I mentioned last week, regarding the Texans, how little they turn the football over. The Texans do not turn the football at all, over at all, which is crazy considering they have a rookie quarterback, the least in the NFL this year. But if there's any team that's going to turn them over, it's the Baltimore Ravens. Tied for the league league in takeaways, also led the league in sacks, sixth in total yards and in pass defense as well and first in points this Ravens defense is legit in fact they held Stroud to just three field goals all the way back in week one just nine points for CJ Stroud granted that was week one but that was only one of two games all year where Stroud's offense had less than 10 points so but the Texans defense also like Joe mentioned look really good last week too I mean they've got a lot of good young players on that side of the ball primarily Derek Stingley and Will Anderson those are cornerstones for their franchise going forward and we know D'Amico Ryans can scheme some things up to slow Lamar down because Lamar actually in week one had one of his worst games of the year as well so but I just believe CJ is down to come back to earth just a little bit on the road versus a team that is desperate for a win in the playoffs coming off two weeks of rest although Baltimore could come out rusty after that long layoff I think they're going to control this game because their team is just too complete. And I think they win it. It's going to be 27 to 17. And they're going to move to their first AFC championship game since their Super Bowl over a decade ago. That surprised me. I felt like they've been, you know, they've been more competitive over the last decade. But this is going to be their first AFC championship game. They've actually only won that one playoff game that Joe mentioned against the Titans a couple years ago uh, in the decade since they went to the, uh, the decade since they won the Super Bowl. Excuse me. So uh, it's going to be a I, I'm, I'm right there with you guys, though. This is going to be an awesome football game. Two great quarterbacks, two great coaches, two awesome uh, especially in the Texans case, young defenses that we're going to get to watch it. It's going to be an awesome game to watch. But with that, let's move on to San Francisco, where the seven-seeded Green Bay Packers, led by Jordan Love, are coming off an absolutely dominating win over the Cowboys in the wildcard round, as they are the were the first seven seed to beat a two seed in the new playoff format. Well, now they're trying to be the first number seven seed to beat the one seed in the new playoff format as they are facing the NFC's number one seeded San Francisco 49ers who are loaded on all levels of their team. So Gage, I am kicking it to you first on this one, man. Give me your thoughts on this game and who wins, Packers or Niners? I mean, I said it Tuesday. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people want to give uh, Matt LaFleur and the Packers and Jordan Love 
credit for. Depending on how healthy Jair Alexander is. Also, yeah. side note that. Because uh, that match between him and Debo, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, Green Bay does very well against the run. And they need to continue doing that if they're going to have any chance of keeping this game close with CMC. Jordan Love just needs to keep doing his thing. And the matchup between Fred Warner and uh, Aaron Jones will be very interesting. See how that plays forward. The thing, thing is, they got to play the perfect game if they want to have a chance. They have to play the perfect game. Jordan Love can't, has to minimize turnovers, have everything go his way. 49ers just need to play their game. Kyle Shanahan just needs to be like, all right, we're going to do what we do and go out there and roll them by 30. But I think it's going to be more interesting, very interesting, fun game to watch. I have 49ers 24, Packers 14. Mm, Yeah, a little bit lower scoring. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think anybody can fully count the Packers out after last week because I saw a lot of people. I know me and Lawrence were on the 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 Friday episode last week talking about. Listen, don't count don't count this Packers team out. I mean, I I, I had the Cowboys fully on upset alert. I didn't have the balls to pick the to pick the Packers, but I had the Cowboys fully on upset alert, and you know. It, you know, happen. So I don't think even playing against the 49ers, I mean, I don't think you can fully count the Packers out because of what they showed last week. So obviously, Lawrence, I see your name down there. You're clearly not counting the Packers out in this one either. What do you think, man? Packers or Niners in this one? And the Packers won. It wasn't close. It was a blowout in their favor. Uh, and, and that's because, you know, the Cowboys weren't ready. They weren't, maybe it was complacency or whatever, but, you know, that's what happens in the playoffs. The, the Packers are no bums they are a good football team they have a good borderline almost great quarterback jordan love who is second in the league in passing touchdowns okay you want to talk about cj stroud season let's talk about jordan loves he's more passing yards and 10 more touchdowns i think you know he's having an exceptional year with a receiving call which is not great um and he's been missing aaron jones for a few games who by the way has since he's come back has been exceptional you know, yeah. he's putting up Christian McCaffrey stats and he's he put three touchdowns up against the Cowboys defense. So no, you can't count the Packers out. And the reason why I have this as a 49ers trap game to do with the 49ers, quite frankly, that team is going to be good. They're going to be ready. I'm just saying the Packers have no interest in going into this game thinking we're the seventh seed, you're the one seed, we're going to roll over. They don't care about your ranking. They're going to go into your stadium and they're going to play their football and they're going to fight you to the final whistle. You know, they came up guns blazing against the Cowboys. I expect them to do the same this weekend against the 49ers. It's going to be a different game. It's going to be a much more difficult game. Um, but let's be honest, all it takes is a couple turnovers or a bit, a bit of pressure in Brock Purdy's face and a disruption to their game plan, and they're in that game. You know, Brock Purdy, he's got game manager accusations going all over the all over social media from Cam whatever else um and maybe that's true maybe that's not well now's the time to prove it jordan love is not a game manager he's looking like the next coming of aaron jones um and and Brett Favre. um but yeah this game is going to be a great game to watch um i have the 49ers winning it um but i think it's going to be a close game and i think the 49ers fans need to get ready because this could potentially be the upset of the postseason or the season mm. You know, mm. talk about the Packers beating the Cowboys. That was more funny than like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, Packers, right. Packers beat the 49ers, the unanimous best team, the NFC, should have like a, not a cakewalk to the NFC champion, the Super Bowl. The Packers pulled off this win. Are we then talking about the Packers as, um, you know, having a chance to win a Super Bowl? Having, you know, having proven that, okay, they've beaten, you know, two of the yes. best teams in, in, in the league. And, yeah. you know, so let, let's not count them out. Let's not, you know, let's not do this whole, you know, the 49ers are the Cowboys. They're not. But the, the, the Packers didn't beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys are ass. The Packers beat the Cowboys because they're a good football team. And they're going to do, and they're going to prove that again. Probably both. Sure both. Yeah. 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 Both, yeah. both is good. Yeah. Both is good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah for the same reason I'm picking the Ravens over the Texans, that football team as a team is too good. Um, 
But yeah, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game as well. Uh, I think it's going to be 27 uh, 23. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is an exciting game. I mean, we're going to, like you said earlier, Lawrence, I mean, this is a game that we're going to see what Brock Purdy really has. I mean, Brock Purdy's been putting up big regular season numbers, having some big performances. And it's, you know, it's time to do that again in the playoffs. And we saw last year in the playoffs, he did it once in the wild card round. He was okay against Dallas, and then he got hurt in the NFC Championship. So he still has a lot to prove in the playoffs, and we're going to see if he can prove it against, you know, a guy in Jordan Love who seemed to prove that. He's up for the task last week, you know? So, Joe, I'm kicking it to you, man. What do you got? Give me your takeaways from this game, and who, who wins, the Niners or the Packers? First off, we the Cowboys were frauds, and we absolutely knew they were frauds. They're booty cheeks, and like booty cheeks, the Packers clapped them, all right? So let's not just, let's just get out of that right there. Now, don't get me wrong here. The Packers also allowed 510 offensive yards in that game. Like, they weren't good defensively. They forced turnovers, and the Dallas Cowboys had to move the ball pretty consistently, and some of that was in garbage time. I get it. A lot of it was garbage time. But either way, the 49ers are not the Cowboys here. They're not, all right? They're just not. The the, the 49ers have significantly more offensive talent. The offensive line is better. The defensive front seven is insane in comparison to Dallas. Now, I understand Micah Parsons is there, but you saw what Micah Parsons is. We, he kind of got exposed. He's a pass rush specialist who doesn't really have the size to be a really good edge setter. I think that he kind of got exposed a little bit there. I don't think you're going to see that from the 49ers defense. I expect 49ers defense to come out on top. Now, I will say this. Last team to win a Super Bowl as the conference lowest seed Packers. was the 2010 Packers. Mm-hmm. Aaron... Rodgers and Jordan Love's first year as starters, statistically, the same, yeah, are identical. Yeah. <laughs> However, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love is not. I I think that they're going to be competitive. I think I actually have a similar score prediction to what Lawrence had. In fact, it's identical. I just think that you know it's. I, I think the Packers get close in the fourth quarter. They make it a game a little bit in the fourth quarter and, you know, try to do some things to get that a little closer. Uh, but it's the 49ers are going to be in control of this game, I think, for a decent majority of it. Uh, and that's why the 49ers are sending the Packers packing. <laughs> when, when did you get that whiteboard, by the way? Oh, when, uh, when is that? Yeah. Uh, so actually, uh, Segway, uh, my master's program for the online exam takings allows me to have a whiteboard. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. If I'm going to have such a great prop, I'm going to use it every <laughs> chance I get. My handwriting's atrocious, but you know what? Who gives a shit? I was going to say, it. yeah. I paid for it. This thing was $4.99. I've already got my worth out of it right now. But yeah, I got the 49ers in this game. They're at home. They've got all the talent. Uh, if th- This would be the, the largest upset in probably playoff history if the 49ers lose this game. I mean, I outside of the 19 and 0 Patriots. <laughs> yeah. This is the largest gonna, upset. I was going to say the first Patriots ring two against the greatest show on turf. That one was like a 14 point favorite. The yeah. Rams were a 14 point favorite in that game. So I mean, this one's this one's pretty there I forget what the the 49ers let me look it up here. I think they're nine and a half points. Yeah, they're nine and a half points. But yeah, this yeah, is this would be insane. I just don't yeah. see it happening. I do think the the Packers cover the spread. I think that's a little, you know, you think know so. bullshit to, to give that wide of the spread. There's a lot of spreads this weekend that I think are total ass that you can just take advantage of. So but yeah, no, I got the 49ers in this game. Yeah, I agree with you guys. This is gonna be a really good game. And I want to start off with the 49ers because listen, for as much as we think the 49ers are a juggernaut and they they are the favorites for sure in this game and the NFC in general, okay? They've had some games this season where they've struggled on both sides of the ball, okay? Defensively, we saw Joe Burrow, we saw Kirk Cousins, and we saw Lamar Jackson all light them up through the air. We also saw the Bengals, Browns, and Cardinals run all, run all over them defensively. The Cardinals went for almost 250 yards rushing in their last meeting, okay? And offensively, we've seen Purdy have a few stinkers throughout the year. And outside of Trent Williams, that offensive line ain't good. I think uh, I think uh, they were bottom half of the week, uh, league in their overall grade as a unit, uh, that offensive line. So 
Plus, for as much as we think of them as a juggernaut and as a team that has all this postseason success, they've been to just one Super Bowl in the last decade. Like they don't go to the Super Bowl every single year. They're not a they're not a Kansas City. They're not like a Patriots dynasty when they were in their prime. You know, they've only been to one Super Bowl in the last decade. You know, so and we've seen Kyle Shanahan as well. I said this last year with the with the 49ers uh, as part of the reason why I didn't think they were going to make the Super Bowl last year. We've seen Kyle Shanahan start to shit his pants in the playoffs when situations get tight. Okay, and whenever another team gets out to a lead against his teams they do not come back when a Kyle Shanahan team is down by three or more heading into the fourth quarter they are four and 35 in his tenure that is a 0.1 winning percentage okay and when trailing by eight going into the fourth quarter they have not won oh in 38 in his career so if you can get a lead on this team going into the fourth you can win, in my opinion. And with a quarterback like Jordan Love, who is already top 10, in my opinion, one of the best head coaches in football, and Matt LaFleur, and one of the best backs in football as well, and Aaron Jones, they can do that. They can get ahead and stay ahead in this game. But they won't, okay? I don't think they will. I think this is going to be a one-score game entering the fourth, but I think the Niners are going to get a couple of key stops and make a big play to get the win. So like I said, I think it's going to be a one-score game going into the fourth, but I think the Niners are going to pull away in the fourth. I think it's going to be 33-20, to 20, and the San Francisco 49ers are actually going to move to their third straight NFC championship game. But this team isn't as dominant as everyone likes to believe. I think the Packers have just maxed out their potential for this season, and the Niners won't mess around with them. Uh, but it's going to be a close game. Like you guys mentioned, I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I just do believe that uh, that, the, that the Niners are going to pull it out. But with that, let's go to Detroit, where the four-seeded NFC South winning Buccaneers, who just whooped the defending champion, NFC champion, that is, Philadelphia Eagles, are going on the road to take on the Detroit Lions, who just won their first playoff game in 33 years. And that was also their second playoff win overall since 1957. And the crowd in Detroit will be buzzing once again. So, Lawrence, I'm kicking it to you first on this one, man. Give me your thoughts on this game. Give me your breakdown and who wins, Tampa Bay or Detroit? I'm picking Detroit and I'm going to say it. I don't think this is going to be a close game. Um, mm. And that's not because I dislike the Buccaneers. I think, you know, that I love watching them be the Eagles. Um, but that's not that impressive if we're being honest, right? The Eagles had issues. That Eagles team was not the 10-1 Eagles team. That um, They were the 1-6 Eagles team. Um, that was an embarrassing performance from them. Um, and I think that had more to do with the Eagles being shit than the Buccaneers being, you know, an, AFC, an NFC uh, championship caliber team. Um, the Lions, however, um, earned their stripes uh, against the Rams. Okay, they had to grind that game out. They had to win that game themselves. Okay, and that was a really difficult game. I think, you know, quite frankly, I think the Rams would beat the Buccaneers right now. Um, and you know, that's why I'm picking the Lions. I, I think you know this team has a real shot to go all the way. Um, do they have holes? They're not perfect. That that passing defense is 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 ass. Um, and that's a problem, especially considering the Buccaneers' passing attack is their only their only strength really on offense. Um, yeah. But I, I think you know, in what is realistically going to be a high scoring game, I think the Lions' rushing game uh, and passing game makes them a much more balanced offensive team, which is why they have a, a top three offense in the league right now. And I think it's going to be too much for the Buccaneers. You know, I think the secondary is going to be a liability and it's going to keep the Buccaneers in the game. But I think it's going to go end to end, you know, touchdown to touchdown. And eventually the Lions will um, come out on top. You know, I, I think this Lions team genuinely has all the pieces of the puzzle to go all the way this year. And, and that's because, you know, the performance I saw from Jared Goff uh, and, and the whole team against the Rams. And, you know, I had worries about the Lions going to the playoffs. They haven't been there in God knows how long. Um, yeah. And they haven't won a game in basically forever. Um, so, yeah, there was obviously, you know, doubts in my mind about could they actually get it done or would they just be another team that makes it to the playoffs and does nothing. Um, but that didn't affect them. You know, they came out, um, they were hitting hard against the Rams. They were playing that, you know, hard football. That's their brand now. That's Dan Campbell's culture. Um, and I think they're going to get off the Buccaneers. And I think, quite frankly, um, at a certain stage, Baker Mayfield and the rest of that Buccaneers offense is going to get punched in the mouth. 
and the better football team will prevail. And that's why I'm picking the Lions. I think they're a better football team. You know, there's a trend with all my picks so far today. I picked the best football team, not any one individual player as a game changer. Uh, and that's because the stage of the season we're at is that's more important right now. You know, having an elite player at QB is not necessarily enough to take you all the way. And I'm not saying, you know, Baker's elite, he's played well, but they don't even have that they don't have a particularly standout great defense. They have a great passing game. They have two of the best receivers in the game. Um, but the Lions, if you look across the board, they've got they've got young, uh, developing talent, you know, star players. That one-two punch in uh, Montgomery and and Gibbs. I don't know how the Buccaneers stop that. I don't think they do. And I think the, the Lions has got too much offensive firepower and they've got game changes on defense and eventually they'll step up it, it might not be every drive the Buccaneers will have success I don't expect this to be like a shutout um, but I think the Lions win it because they're the better team and you know if they go to the NFC Championship I could see them winning that too I'm all the way I'm all aboard the Lions train my man, my man, welcome, welcome to the train, my brother. Welcome to the train. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously very excited about the Lions. I think you know this is going to be a, a a really good football game because you know, you, you're for for whatever reason when Baker Mayfield feels like he's an underdog, like he just turns into like prime Brady. Like he's mm. he just like starts cooking and he starts you know going off. So I think you know a lot of people aren't picking the Bucks in this game. So I think you know that's going to light a fire under Baker's ass and you know maybe he you know has a better game than we think he's going to have. But uh, yeah, it certainly looks like the Lions are the favorite in this one. Uh, Joe, I'm kicking it to you, man. What do you think? Who do you got in this one? Give me your takeaways and who you got: Bucks or Lions? I mean, you know, no one thought that the Lions would control the line of scrimmage the way they did against the Rams. That Rams front four, front seven is really good. I I, I was really surprised to see how well the Bucks or how well the Lions uh, were able to control that line of scrimmage. On the flip side of that, I was really surprised just how much of the game the Bucks controlled. I know the Eagles were kind of having yes. some identity issues, but let's not like sit here and discount what the Bucks were able to do. And granted, they were at home. This is going to be a road game. Atmosphere is a little different, but they were able to control that game in a way that a lot of us didn't think they would. I mean, they only gave up 42 rushing yards. Like that's that's insane. All right. And this was not like a great, you know, run stopping team in the regular season. They were toward the bottom of the field in that category, you know, or they were, you know, you know, things like that. They weren't good against the pass, but they at playoff football right now, when it matters most, they're the second best defense in the, in, in the playoffs on yards, you know, passing yards are right there, rushing yards, points allowed. I mean, they, really showed up in a big way on the defensive side of the ball. And let's not forget, offensively, Baker Mayfield put on one of the better playoff performances, you know, of the weekend that we have seen. I mean, outside of, you know, C.J. Stroud and, and you know, obviously some of the other guys, but he was right there with them. And like you said, Baker Mayfield, when he is an underdog and everything like that, he plays out of his freaking mind. That guy is tough. He is dangerous with the ball in his hand. And if he's making the right decisions and he feels slighted, he's going to show up. All right. And honestly, I think this game is going to be closer than a lot of people think. I think this is going to be a shootout. I really, really do. You guys got to remember the Bucks don't have slouches at the wide receiver core. They don't have slouches at tight end. Their running game isn't, it wasn't terrible. They went over 100 yards against the Eagle. I mean, it's not great. It wasn't, I mean, but it was better than it was in the regular season against a team that, you know, probably shouldn't have allowed them to have 119 rushing yards. So let's not count the bucks out here. I really think that, you know, this is going to be a hell of a game. I think it's going to be one of the higher scoring games of the weekend. Actually, I really do see this going over 60 points collectively. I think both these teams go for 30 and it's going to be 35, 30 and Baker bakes the lions and Al baby. That's what I'm talking about right now. That is what I'm talking about right now. So, I, I think I like the I, I think that this is an upset game. The Lions have sometimes allowed that to happen this year. Yeah, they have. And this could be a game where they just don't see it coming. I mean, the they're at home, they're riding high. First yeah. playoff win that they've had, first you know, division win that they've had. And maybe it's just got the, the clouds too high right now, and they might come back down to earth in a bad way at home against the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean 
I'm not. Uh, I I can see what you're talking about. I mean, the like you mentioned, last week was such an emotional win for them, especially for Jared Goff. You know, playing against the team that basically shipped them to the side, and you know, you saw him in the locker room. You saw that team in the locker room. It looked like they won the Super Bowl. You know, so I talked about it before. A lot of times in sports, you can have an adrenaline dump with like with like with a such like such an emotional win. You have all that adrenaline pumping, all that adrenaline pumping, and then once you have that win, right, and you you kind of start to come down from that, you crash, right, and it causes you to be super fatigued and cause you to perform at a lot lower level. So maybe they have one of those this week, you know? So it's, you know, it, it could end up, you know, end up being a, a a very interesting game, like you mentioned, Joe. So Gage, I'm kicking it to you, man. What do you think? You got the Bucks or the Lions? Give me your takeaways from this one. Uh, this is the hardest one for me to try and call because, mm. you know, if I see Baker Mayfield with a tin of dip in his pocket during practice, Bucks by 30 all day. Um, right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll have to argue with that. It's hard to say Baker put on a huge performance when the Eagles defense was just atrocious. Man, yeah. Could not tackle, could not take an angle to stop anyone. Darius Slay and James Berryberry looked like they had no idea what the fuck they were doing on the field. And it led to super easy touchdowns for Baker. Super easy. And yes, Baker does play much better in the playoffs. Yes, he does. There's a reason that he owns Cleveland's last win and a win with, now with the Bucks. Who everyone's like, oh, they're gonna get blown out. No. If you if you're a real fan of football, you've been watching football, you could have seen that coming. We all saw it coming in the in our prediction pool. Mm-hmm. We all did not pick the Eagles. No. True. <laughs> so uh Yes, you pointed to the concern about the Lions and um uh, how they're feeling after winning, finally winning a playoff game against Matthew Stafford. You know, script writers really went crazy with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Goff has been there. People yep. always forget that Jared Goff has been through a playoff run, has been to the Super Bowl. He's been there. And that's huge to have a quarterback who can stay within himself and his emotions and continue to get the job done. The rest of the team, though, very young, has not been here. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield has been there. The rest of the Bucks team has been there. That team is relatively the same from when Brady won the Super Bowl there. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, to the dip in the pocket, Baker Mayfield Man. ruins the Motor City homecoming, ruins Motor City Dan Campbell's run, 35 31 man but we are gonna have we're gonna have some big swings in the prediction pool this weekend we're gonna we're gonna see if i'm gonna be the undisputed champion or if you it's gonna come down to the last couple weeks because yeah we're we're us it's me joe and gage we're all pretty close for that for that one seed so uh or for that winner so yeah it's gonna come down to the, the the last couple weeks maybe depending on how these games go but i mean listen as someone who has obviously loved Detroit and has believed in them for a long time now, you can check the goddamn tape. I said they were going to be in this year's Super Bowl in January of 2023. Okay, I said it literally one year ago when they were not in the playoffs, when they were not nothing. Okay, I said they were going to be in this year's Super Bowl. Okay, and I have not budged one bit from that since then. So you already know who I'm picking in this game. Yes, I'm picking Detroit. Okay, I don't see them losing this game at home. They're the better team in literally all facets. Okay, they have the better passing offense. They have the better rushing offense by a mile. Okay, Detroit is fifth in rushing offense and the Bucks are dead last, okay? The rush defense is the Bucks' strength, has been for about a half decade now. They were fifth in the league in rush defense this year, so really good. But the Lions were still better there. They were second best rush defense in the league this year as well. And you think the Lions secondary is bad, which I agree. Yes, the Lions secondary is bad. Sixth worst in football against the pass. Guess what? Tampa Bay's is even worse. They were fourth worst in the league this year against the pass. And that's them getting six games in division with Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, and Derek Carr. Okay, so they aren't good on the back end. Okay, they certainly aren't good on the back end either. Okay, besides however, yeah, besides Antoine Winfield, yeah, however, probably the best, <laughs> best secondary back I mean, in the league. <laughs> with that, they're getting cooked by Desmond Ritter. Like, what are we doing? Like, come on, man. Like, they're they're still not good on the back end, and he's and he does a lot more in the run game as well. He forced a lot fumbles, a lot of fumbles and stuff like that, and he makes plays. But still, they're not good on the back end. Okay. 
And however, there are a couple of things that concern me about this game for the Lions, okay? One of them is Tampa Bay's playoff experience like Gabe, Gage mentioned, okay? A lot of these guys were on the Super Bowl team a few years back, so they know how to win come playoff time. Another one is something that I mentioned earlier with Baker Mayfield with a chip on his shoulder. He turns into Prime Brady. I don't know what it is. He loves to have a chip on his shoulder. But the main thing is the Bucs can throw it deep, okay? And that's where the Lions struggle the most. You watch their, if you guys watched your, their matchup early in the season, okay, you see the Lions won 20 to 6. And you think, wow, that's maybe the Lions' best defensive performance of the season. But if you watch the whole game, Baker had three or four open to wide open deep ball opportunities that he straight up missed in that game, okay? That could have completely changed the outcome of the game if he hits one or two of those, okay? So even though I'm still picking the Lions here, I'm picking them by a score of 30 to 20, okay? I think they're going to win by 10. I do think this has some trap game potential, especially like what I with I, what I mentioned with the, the emotional win for them last week. They might have an adrenaline dump but lay an egg. But I think they have the championship heart and character, and I think they take care of business to move to their first NFC Championship game in 30 years. But let's end this episode. Finally, we're going to Buffalo where we have another amazing quarterback matchup in the AFC. This one we've seen before in the playoffs, and this might be the best quarterback rivalry in the NFL right now. It's the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs led by Patrick Mahomes who are coming off a big win in the cold over Miami, but they are going on the road in the playoffs for the first time in the Mahomes era, and it's against the two-seeded AFC East champion, Buffalo Bills, led by Josh Allen. So Josh, I'm, or Josh, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe, I'm kicking it to you first on this one, man. Give me your thoughts Joe on this Allen. game. And who, Joe <laughs> Allen, baby. Joe Allen, give me your thoughts on this game and who wins. Is it uh, Bills or is it Chiefs? Hey, you know, it's funny, J names, they all sound the same, right? Joe, Josh, both common guy names. I'll let you slide on that one, Matt. Don't worry. I mean, Mark, I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, but Mason. hey, you know, it is what Mason. it is. Yeah, Mason, Mahomes, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> hey, good good job, Chiefs fans. You guys absolutely embarrass a South Florida team in like negative wind chill weather who just didn't show up ready to play and no one wanted to be there. Round of applause. That You, you expose some frauds. You're not exposing frauds in Buffalo. That team, since you know the last couple of weeks of the year, turned, flipped the switch. They said, you know what? Hey, uh, we're just going to go ahead, win the division, get the two seed, and uh, we're going to look absolutely dominant while we do it. Uh, so that's what you're running into. I, they look good. I don't care what anyone said. I had them written off by the time before they turned it around. I really didn't think they were coming back. I actually didn't think they. I thought there was a chance they didn't make the playoffs. In all honesty, and they somehow oh, yeah. managed to pull that one out of their ass. So I think Buffalo at home is absolutely just on a heater right now. And I don't see how the Kansas City Chiefs are going to compete. And that is why the Bills are sending Kelsey and the Chiefs swiftly home, baby. Oh and they are not going to have to worry about watching any more cold weather games. He's stuck. He's stuck. He's stuck. He can't keep doing it. Yeah. Can we? Oh, yeah. Can we? Uh, what, somebody, <laughs> there it goes. Somebody, I'm never using yeah, it again, people. It's well, gone. Mark, you don't have to predict it's anything anymore. You don't have to predict there. anything anymore, jackass. I, know, that's I, don't, I don't need it anymore, man. It's gone. It's somebody gone. somebody fly back. to Alabama and burn the whiteboard. I hate yeah, it. It's burn it. Terrible. I'll just go buy like 10 more. I got money to burn. I'll just buy all God. kinds of whiteboards. There's going to be whiteboards all over here, dude. I'm going to oh, get a whiteboard is... wall. You're going to look like a psycho. You're going to look like a crazy 100% like just conspiracy theory but yeah no I, I got the bills in this game i really think that this game you know the weather is going to be cold again that's buffalo weather for you buffalo fans are out of their mind smashing tables i saw one where they lit a table on fire jump through yeah. it set themselves on fire buffalo fans are going to go out of their mind this is revenge for the 13 second comeback that the kansas city chiefs had i don't see that happening again Buffalo's getting this game. Unfortunately, I also don't think it's going to be as exciting as that game. I really just don't. I think Buffalo's defense is going to play a little bit better. I don't see the Kansas City Chiefs offense having that sort of just year. They looked really out of whack. And outside of, you know, uh, Rashi Rice last week, they didn't look good. I mean, they haven't looked great all year, and there's been a lot of drops. He was the only real consistent receiving threat they had. I mean, Kelsey had, like, what, three drops in that game that he normally comes up with. Did not look right. I just don't think that the Chiefs have it this year. I'm taking the Bills. Bills-Texans AFC Championship game in Buffalo. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is, I mean, we've seen this rivalry happen so many times in the playoffs, and oftentimes it's either deciding who goes to the Super Bowl or who goes to the AFC Championship game. So, I mean, this is going to be episode three. It would be the Bills' first win in, in the series. Hopefully we get to see it because, I mean, this is, you know, if the Chiefs keep beating them, you can't really consider it a rivalry, you know. So hopefully we get to see 
uh, a Bills win this weekend. And that uh, that's saying something coming from a Patriots fan. I do not wish the Bills any success whatsoever. Uh, Gage, I'm kicking it to you, man. Who you got in this game? Bills or Chiefs? Give me your takeaways. Give me everything. I have the referees in this one, actually. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes won't have anything to bitch about this time. He's just going to get flat out beat by the Bills. Can't no bitch Josh Allen. The worst hole I've ever seen. Like that was the worst way I've seen a professional athlete handle a loss. I agree. That was clearly, clearly the right call. Like, For a minute, can't I even make an argument that it wasn't the right call in his, in his jersey. So, so <laughs> yeah, fact. And Wild had that just kept running like for a week. There was like Wild. Uh, you can't blame the weather. Because they're both cold weather teams. Uh, Buffalo's going to be a madhouse. Absolute madhouse. Uh, the only reason I s- say this is even going to be close is because, yes, if you look at the officiating crew and the numbers uh, they have supporting Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be wild. A lot of Mahomes glazing going on as usual, oh, both gosh. on and off the field. Um, Josh Allen finally gets it done at home. Finally, gets that monkey off his back and can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, that's a big thing for him, especially like because he keeps falling short every single time he's been there. And that'll be huge for him, and especially give him good confidence going into what I believe will be going to Baltimore. Yeah. But even bigger if it's if the Texans do beat Baltimore and they host the AFC Championship game, Buffalo's going to burn to the ground. Probably. So more than likely. If that does happen, I think Josh Allen probably wins his first Super Bowl. And Buffalo finally gets a Super Bowl. Man, that'd be crazy. But yeah, that'll be wild. Before we get there. It's not gonna be close. Like just gonna throw that out there. Like it's not gonna be close. This is the worst Chiefs team playing the best version of this Bills team right now. They have been playing the best football in the league. They are hot. And they're going to stay that way. Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey don't look great. And Rashi Rice can't win yet again in Buffalo. Sorry. So it's going to be 28 to 17. Bills all the way. No stress. Wow. Yeah. I disagree. That's not going to be close. I mean, Buffalo certainly—they're at home. They've—they've they've been, like you said, they've been riding hot. But yeah, I don't—I I think it's going to be a, a pretty close, competitive game. Uh, it's definitely not going to be what the last playoff game was. Like they're like they, you can't top that playoff game. Like it's not going to be better than that. But I see it being a little bit closer than you do, Gage. Uh, Lawrence, I'm kicking it to you, man. What do you think? Give me your takeaways from this game, and then predict it for me. Who you got, Bills or Chiefs? See, this is really difficult for me because it's not possible for both these teams to lose. Um, I don't want either of them to win. Um, I don't like the Buffalo Bills because I'm a Patriots fan. I don't like the Chiefs because I think um, the Mahomes glazing is actually really starting to piss me off right now. Um, Just be clean, Cinnabon level glazing. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But yeah, look, this this game isn't going to be a blowout. I think it's actually going to be quite a close game. And, And I think that's because we haven't really talked too much about this Chiefs defense. Which is the whilst the yes. receiving core has been the worst in Mahomes' career, this has been the best defense he's been a part of. And, and chance has it that you're t- playing against a very, um, how can I put this nicely, turnover prone quarterback. Uh, and I think that will be an element of the game um, that could swing in the favor of the Chiefs. I think the Bills are primed to win this. And I think the Bills are favorites, or they definitely are. Um, had the best chance to win this game but I think for the Chiefs to come away with the win in Buffalo um, that defence is going to have to play uh, game wrecker and I think they're going to have to stick with the run game more as well um, the yeah. receiving core is not good they still have Travis Kelsey and yeah okay, he didn't play his best game against Miami um, but it's still Mahomes and Kelsey we're talking about and you know that, that's still a very good you know connection they've got going and when it comes to the big games he has he, he does step up. Uh, Rushy Rice has been you know pretty good for them. Um, so they they don't have no weapons. They just don't have as many as the Bills do. 
But what they do have is a, is a better defense and a quarterback that doesn't make some stupid throws sometimes. And in these games, that counts for an awful lot. Um, yes, the home game, the aspect of it will matter. Buffalo is going to be uh, close to purging. I, I think you know, that, that's how they're going to be bumping so, so loud. Um, it's going to be a very hostile environment for the Chiefs fans. Uh, if the refs make a bad call, um, expect pillaging. You know, I fear for their lives if the refs make a make a favor again, <laughs> call against the Bills. Um, yeah, it's not going to be easy for either team to win this, and that's why I don't have it being a blowout get win for the Bills. I have it being a close game um, in not great conditions, but still conditions they're used to playing in. Um, but I think the Chiefs are going to win it. Um, and I, I think she's going to win, despite the fact the Bills are a better team, because I, I I worry about Josh Allen, and I worry about Josh Allen coming against a very good defense um, that will, you know, that has beaten him pretty consistently in the past. Um, yeah, okay, you know, the last time they played over the season, you know, that kind of win got overshadowed by um, a tantrum on the sideline. Um, but look. The Chiefs are not their best, but they're still not a bad football team. Um, they're just not the Chiefs of old. They're just a different type of good. And that is a great defense and, and a quarterback that can do enough when he's required to, to win you games. And if that that's not as flashy as Mahomes throwing 45 touchdowns, getting MVP and looking like the best quarterback since Tom Brady, um, it doesn't really matter. Because if it wins you games, it wins you games. And I think it's enough to win them this game. I think Josh Allen's going to... Um, do his best to throw the game away and I think he's going to be successful um, and quite frankly if the Bills do lose this game I'm going to stick with my early season prediction that Sean McDermott's going to go because if you can't beat Mahomes with this team um, they're, you're playing your best football their offence has been one of the worst offences they've had under Mahomes then you've got some questions to answer um, so yeah, give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs in a close game. They're going to win by three points. I'm calling it 27-24. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about a couple of things that you guys said first. So the first thing is you guys talked about the Mahomes tantrum. I'm big on the football gods, uh, and if the football gods, uh, I, I talked about the football gods with Nick Sirianni. How after they beat the Chiefs, and Nick Sirianni was like, "You like that, Chiefs fans? Yeah." And then you lost, you know, six, seven out of your last eight, and you're lucky you didn't get fired. Uh, so I'm big on the football gods. If the football gods watch Mahomes after that game, uh, they're gonna they're going to smite Mahomes after that game against the Bills because that was pathetic what he did after that game against Buffalo. That's uh, I'm not like a I'm not as a Mahomes hater. Uh, I'm I don't think he's the goat or anything like that. But I, what he how he acted after that game was terrible. It was atrocious. But you guys have been saying that Buffalo is better than Kansas City. All of you guys have been saying that the Bills are better than the Chiefs. And obviously the Bills have been hot, okay? They beat the Chiefs in Kansas City uh, for their first win uh, in, that, in this winning streak. But obviously, you know, if Kadarius Toney just lines up onside, uh, Kansas City probably wins that game. Then they beat the Cowboys by a lot, and we just saw that the Cowboys are fraudulent. They beat the Chargers, who have a top five pick in the draft by two. They beat the Patriots, who have a top five pick in the draft by six. They beat the Dolphins, who we've all been talking about, are fraudulent by six. And then they beat the Steelers with Mason Rudolph and no TJ Watt by two touchdowns. So are we are are this is a question for everybody. Are we really that impressed with Buffalo? Is that guy is that convincing you guys that they're that they're this like unbeatable, like super good team and they're way better than Kansas City? Is that what's impressing you guys? I mean, in all honesty, yeah, a little bit because Kansas City hasn't done a lot either. They beat a fraudulent Dolphins team. They their offense looks garbage. They're without their defense, they are not even winning their division. I don't think. Okay, hmm. but the, they are. They have bad. their defense. What do you mean? They've got. It's not like you just. They have okay, the defense. They have their defense. Yes, but at the same time, the Bills have their defense. Their defense isn't bad. I, they I like a lot Chiefs. of stuff on there. They, they're not the Chiefs, no. But you know what? The Chiefs' offense is not the Bills' offense either. Like, we're sitting here looking at the Bills' offense like, oh, yeah, okay, they got Stephon Diggs. You know, they got I – mean, James Cook's been lighting it up. And realistically, they got they got Isaiah Pacheco. who looks like he's trying out new shoes at the Foot Locker, and he's 12 when he runs. They got, you know, Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who lost his job to that 12-year-old. And then they have Rashi Rice, who finally looked like he was actually something. And that's it. Travis Kelsey has not looked good. He, I, mean, I think Taylor Swift, like they said, they, she sucked the talent out of that man, and he's just been dropping balls since. Okay, so let's not let's not get it twisted here. I really think that 
the Chiefs are maybe, I'm going to call it, I think their offense is fraudulent. I think they they took advantage of a Dolphins team that was just bad. They were bad in the back end. They were bad on offense. And, you know, we finally saw it that, you know, Mike McDaniel didn't have anything for him. And that was the way it was. I think that the Chiefs defense is the reason this game probably stays close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I still think the Bills have too much. I mean, I picked the Chiefs to win, so I'm not going to say I'm that impressed by Buffalo. Um, But what I I am going to say is that Mahomes... And Allen's stats kind of line up pretty similarly, um, considering stats, yeah. the fact that um, Allen's got a better receiving call. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and say whoever this whoever wins this game is going to win the Super Bowl and represent the AFC. I think neither of these teams, either of these teams, could win. I don't think either of them beating either the Texans or Baltimore. I think neither of these teams are good enough to go to the Super Bowl. I don't think either of them do. I think this is almost a little bit of a nothing game um, because I think the Texans and Baltimore beat either of them right now. I, I think we're getting the real AFC championship game in the Texans-Baltimore game, which is why that's my favorite game of this week. You know, neither of these teams have been outstanding. Obviously, the Chiefs have been underwhelming, not themselves. But Buffalo, at the time, yeah, I thought they were going to miss the players at one stage. I fully did. And, yeah, you know, they've not beaten good teams by big enough margins. They have one, um, and that's why they're here. But, you know, the Chiefs beat the Dolphins, who we all know, shit. And and the Bills beat the Steelers, who, quite frankly, should never have been in the playoffs. You know, they had a backup QB at QB, and they were missing their best player. And their win record with him is like 1-11 and 11 when they yeah, don't have something like they So the Steelers were never going to beat the Buffalo Bills at home. That was never going to happen. That game never felt close. The, Bolt, um, the, the Chiefs-Dolphins game never felt close. This is going to be a close game, not because you're seeing two elite teams match up. You're seeing two good teams of a similar quality, quality battling out to go and lose in the AFC Championship game. That's what this game is to me. Yeah, I think I'll get into my spiel now. I think, first of all, like we like we kind of talked about, I think it's crazy how bad both of these teams have looked at different points of the season. And we're yet we're here in late January and we're talking about these two teams are battling to see which one is going to the AFC Championship again, you know. So I think it's very, very interesting, you know, as far as that goes. Um, but again, I think this is going to be I think this is going to be a really good football game. I Like like I kind of mentioned earlier, I don't think there's any way that it's going to be as good as the last playoff game they played. But if it's anywhere in the ballpark, we are in for a fun one. To me, this is the game of the week. OK, I think this is the game that could go either way. And I do like the Bills team a lot. The adjustments they've made offensively under Joe Brady, run the ball more, taking some pressure off Allen's arm. They allow him to play big on third down, which is actually very similar to some of the adjustments the Chiefs have made with Mahomes in the last few weeks. It's exactly what I was calling for, okay? Make Mahomes a game manager, all right? Run the ball more with Pacheco, especially in cold weather. I know you said he looks like a 12-year-old Joe, but ain't nobody want to tackle his crazy ass in the cold. He running he, he running crazy, and nobody <laughs> want to tackle that in cold weather, okay? Nobody it's wants to. Down, just get- yeah, he, he, he'd be running wild. He's There's a, a video he's a, of him okay. reacting Maybe to people's comments catch. on how he runs. And that yeah. was one of the things he looks like. The comment was was that he looks like a twelve year old trying out a new pair of kicks at Foot Locker. He looks <laughs> he looks like a kid who just did something bad and he's running away. And you're, the parents like trying to catch him. Like, hey, come back here, you little shit. Like that's what that's what he looks like, you know. So, uh, but I mean, it listen, works, nobody wants to tackle. It, it works. Nobody wants to tackle him in the cold. He runs super hard. He runs super hard. hard. And then if Mahomes can can get the ball out quick to Rasheed Rice, who obviously has looked really good, and Travis Kelsey, and don't make any mistakes, take care of the ball, limit the sacks, and then him himself be big on third down especially using his legs we see Mahomes also make a lot of big plays on third down using his legs uh I think that's exactly what Kansas City did last week for my versus Miami and I'm going to disagree with you guys if they can do that the rest of the playoffs they can beat anyone playing that style of football with the defense that they have they have a top three defense in football there is no doubt about it that defense is 100% legit but also if Josh Allen has a Josh Allen best quarterback in football type game, which he can certainly have, they can also beat anyone as well, okay? He could also very well have a game that he loses in the game too. So that's kind of the Josh Allen dilemma that, I, that I've talked about a lot on these You say that, you always bring out that Josh Allen dilemma, but he's very one way in the playoffs, and he plays probably his best football in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, to he a certain extent. He doesn't have those 
awful, terrible games. Like to to a certain extent, I think he's had a couple of games that he's gotten away with, and they've ended up winning. Like the game last year against Miami, like they won that game because Skylar Thompson was at quarterback, not because Josh Allen was you know being Josh Allen. But he has played good in the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. But also. It, it, as far as people talking about turnovers with Josh Allen, like stop talking about like that's what you have to deal with when you have Josh Allen. Stop talking about oh if he didn't turn the ball over, oh if he takes care of the ball, he's not gonna do that. That's not who he is. And I don't know if he decided to turn into something else, like someone who was extra cautious. That would be good for him either. I think that recklessness is kind of makes him who he is and kind of makes him the quarterback that nobody that he can do things he's gonna no one else chance. on the planet. He's not afraid yeah, to sling he, it. No one else on the planet can do the things that he does. So I'm not going to take away that recklessness from Josh Allen because that's what makes him great. So Mahomes included, he can't make some of the plays that Josh Allen can make. Josh Allen can make mm -hmm. plays on the planet that nobody else can make, you know? So I think if you take that from his game, he's not the same guy. So just let him be himself. Stop talking about it. Oh, again, turn the ball over. That's just who he is. So I think personally, I'm, I'm going to disagree with Joe and Gage here. I can't find a reason to take Buffalo in this game. Kansas City has the better coach, the better quarterback, and the better defense. None of those are debatable. They have better all of those things. They have a better coach, they have a better quarterback, and they have a better defense. And with Rasheed Rice coming on lately, the receivers aren't as great of a concern as they were before. Plus, Travis Kelsey, he hasn't been as great, but he's still Travis Kelsey. He's still one of the best playoff performers of all time. And I think with Pacheco and James Cook, they're pretty similar as far as if you have tiers of running backs. I think they'd be in a similar tier. I think James Cook's had a great year, but Pacheco, man, like he's that badass 12-year-old. He runs hard. Plus, I know Buffalo is at home now, and it's first Kansas City's, it's Kansas City's first playoff road game, excuse me, but Buffalo's got some serious demons to overcome with Kansas City in the playoffs. I simply do not trust Buffalo in a big game. Like Buffalo has proven in big games, you can't trust Buffalo, especially in this Josh Allen era, whereas in Kansas City and the Patrick Mahomes era, they've been extremely reliable in big games. So I got the Chiefs. I think they're going to their sixth straight AFC championship game. I think it's going to be 23 to 17. Give me the Chiefs in Buffalo over Buffalo. But listen, We've got four amazing games. I said it at the at the very, very start of this weekend. This is going to be, th this is my favorite weekend of football. This is, uh, this is my favorite weekend of football every single year because we got the eight best teams in football duking it out in two days for your weekend. You don't got to do nothing else for the rest of your weekend but watch some playoff football, and that's pretty cool. So we're going to be here to break down all of what happens next week. But that's going to be it for us here today on the House Call Sports Gridiron segment. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe as well. We appreciate all your feedback. Comment who you think is going to win these games down below. Again, thank you to Lids for sponsoring this video. Shout out to the rest of our sponsors. That's Coffee Bros, Vivid Seats, SportMemorabilia.com, Pillow Fight, Fuo TV, and more. If you want to check out any or all of our sponsors, the links are going to be down in the description. And be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms as well at the House Call Sports. We got Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. We're up on threads. We've got merch. You can meet our crew and we've got blogs up on our website. Our website is www.thehousecall.com and that's going to be it for us. Peace. Do you want me to be honest? Yes. Okay. No. Tua is the AFC's version of Dak Prescott. Oh, yes. So, I was literally about